then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, the, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others will. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello, and welcome back to Our Manifestation Journey. I am your host. My name is Mickey. Uh, I normally host this podcast with my sister, Sam, and we are two sisters who live together with our husbands and children and who document our play with the law of attraction. Welcome back to the show. Um, I am doing this recording at a time where my kids have actually just come in from playing outside. Uh, It's the only time I was able to squeeze in recording this intro, and so... <laughs> Anything could happen. They could pop into the office at any moment. So that's them and their, you know, happy little voices in the background. Yes, you can sense a little tinge of sarcasm there. Um, hopefully this goes well and hopefully they don't have a little meltdown out there. But anyway, such as life, such as this show, it happens in real life, in real time, and we record around our very busy and full and abundant lives. So this conversation, I had the pleasure of uh, having and interviewing Zoe Whitehead. Um, So Zoe is a light worker, spiritual teacher, and healer of light who has trained in different countries around the world in transference healing and even attended its mystery school. She supports empathic light workers to reconnect with their light and the natural lunar, cosmic, and earth vibrations. Like, how cool is that? Um, so we talk about this because there's a lot of uh, technical terms that she uses on her website that I wasn't really familiar with or some terms that maybe I've heard before, but I wanted to hear her take on. Uh, so we talk about cosmology and moonology and using the lunar cycle to manifest, which is really brilliant. Like she tells you how to use the full moon and the new moon um, to really tap into your manifestation abilities. Um, and I found it really helpful. She talks about how you know, the, the cosmos, the planets affect that our global energy. So if you're understanding where the planets are in relation to the earth and how they're affecting you personally, um, I find that it can really help you understand, uh, the energy of how you're feeling and what's going on with your life. Um, but I mean, you'll be able to hear, I mean, her accent isn't, it's just so lovely to listen to. <laughs> She's from the UK. Um, but not only from her accent, you can hear her passion, her excitement. Um, you can tell she's just really into this this topic and this discussion. And it's just so refreshing to hear that level of enthusiasm and energy from someone who is stepping into their light and answering the call and serving others in a way that's completely and perfectly designed for them. Um, so if you're like me and you dig Zoe's vibe... Uh, she has two ways that you can connect with her. So you can join her Earth Alchemy uh, one-on-one and small group coaching program. Uh, it's a high-touch six-week program for empaths and lightworkers who are ready to step into higher vibrational living and their soul's purpose. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. Um, or you can join her Lunar Lightworker membership, which aligns with the lunar cycles and is a high frequency, high frequency space where lightworkers and empaths can recharge their soul batteries. So I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. Um, I will let you know this interview was done over Zoom, um, so the internet has a mind of its own sometimes. Uh, we are I am very rural. Um, she's in the UK, but we are talking to each other across an ocean in real time. So, I mean, that in itself is a feat, I think. So, you know, who cares about the odd blip here and there? Um, but if you can be patient, um, our editor, Will, is going to do his best to fill in those gaps and make it seamless for you. Um, but, you know the internet is what it is. (laughs) So, um, thank you for your understanding in advance. Um, and I think we should just get to it. Uh, so I really hope you enjoy, uh, this conversation with Zoe Whitehead as much as I did. And I hope you learned something because I definitely did. Um, so without further ado, here is Zoe Whitehead. Hello, Mickey here. I'm going to interrupt the show for a brief moment to let you in on something that I've been developing on my journey. If you've been listening for some time, you know that I've been tapping into something that I can't even explain. From my meditation practice, I used to involuntarily shake, sway, write circles on paper, and more recently receive messages from source. 
It started with free writing in my journal and has led to channeling really personal and powerful messages for those closest to me. And let me tell you, these messages have been life-changing. Yeah, I can speak to that. It was a couple of months ago when I walked into the office. Mickey was in front of her laptop and I said, Mickey, I would like a channeled message. I had watched her give several different messages to our close family and friends and even to people that she'd met online. And I saw that they were life-changing and I was like, I'm ready to have one of these life-changing moments. The experience was amazing. It was about an hour long. Uh, There was a lot of tears. I had a major breakthrough. It just gave me a lot of clarity. And I knew that it wasn't coming from her because she was speaking to things that she didn't even know about. And through that, I, I came up with a new strategy, a new way of operating in my business. And from there, a whole new journey opened up for me. So yeah, they really are life-changing. Oh, thanks, Sam. The interesting thing about all of this is that you actually have this ability You do, trust me. But sometimes you get in your own way of being able to listen to your higher self, which is where I come in. With an hour session with me, I will tap into your energy, ask your higher self what you need to hear, and then deliver that message back to you. If you're someone who is seeking clarity in their life right now, you're not sure which way to turn or what to do next, these readings are for you. Sign up for a channeled message with me today at ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. That's our manifestation journey.com slash Mickey Channeling. M I C K I C H A N N E L I N G. Your higher self is calling. Will you answer? I'm ready when you are. And now back to the show. Hi, Zoe. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so, well, joining us, joining me, <laughs> joining us on our manifestation journey. We're so grateful to have you here. Oh, it's really lovely to be here. Thanks, Mickey. Yeah. So I I have all kinds of questions for you. <laughs> um, so you actually reached out to us just to give the, the listeners a bit more of a background. I'm sure I mentioned this in the intro, but I'm going to briefly mention it right now. Um, so you reached out to us and, you, you know, your question was like, you know, does this feel like it suits your podcast at all? Like moonology, you know, <laughs> cosmology, empaths. I'm like, you're speaking all things OMJ right now. Like, I'm like, this is a match made in heaven. So I'm really looking forward to actually looking into these topics a lot further because we, we've talked about human design on this show multiple times. Um, we haven't dug into a whole lot of astrology, um, cosmology or moonology, and I'm really looking forward to like clarifying those terms soon for everyone. But um, my first question for you, um, I love learning about like how experts in their fields got to where they are. How did you get here? Like what was your in quote unquote manifestation journey to this point? Um, I do want to quote one thing before you answer this question because I think it's fascinating. Um, so this, I took this from your website. It says from an early age, I have always sought deeper connections with people on a soul level through an ability to sense people's energy and emotional landscape. I was also deeply aligned with light beings as a child. So I'm like, she's got to elaborate on this. <laughs> what is going on? Here? So let's give you the floor, introduce yourself and tell me how you became, you know, where you are today. Sure. Thank you. So uh, that's a lovely introduction. So, um, so my name is Zoe Whitehead. I'm here based in the UK, as you can probably tell from my accent. And uh, so I'll go right, right back to the beginning. Grew up in the 70s and 80s, so really showing my age here. Um, and in the UK, obviously no one, especially in our family and our environment, talked about empaths. I don't even think it was a thing. Yeah. So I was obviously very empathic, had no idea I was and was kind of onboarding, you know, as you do, you know, everyone struggle, everyone's emotional overwhelm. And um, as a result of that, I, I really kept myself very small, resorted to a lot of people, pleasing behaviours, people fixing behaviours, all of those sorts of things that are very common traits with empaths who are not in their power and at the same time and and you know I've talked about this recently quite a lot it's so funny as children how we're so unquestioning and accepting but 
I, I distinctly remember going back to this light, light being business that I, um, we used to, my mum's French, I'm from a, a French lineage. So we used to spend all our summer holidays in France at my granddad's house where I don't know why, but I used to get so activated there and it only ever happened there. I'd, I'd kind of share a bed with my sister and I'd be woken up in the night, every night, and I could see these beings. Well, they, they look like in human form from what I remember on the end of the bed, like a whole, a whole family of people <laughs> that were talking. Wow. And I knew it wasn't French. I knew it wasn't English. I didn't understand what they were saying, but they were chattering and chattering. And it used to keep me awake. And I remember getting so frustrated, not fearful, but just really annoyed that they <laughs> A, woke me up and B, would keep me awake. And I just remember these things. Um, so that that was the first thing. And, and this is obviously what I feel I was experiencing was my light family, my my, you know, my star seeds kind of origins and, and the beings that I was obviously very connected to, but unfortunately shut down from as time went by. Mm. The other, you know, I had a lot of um, I remember talking, you know, having conversations about colors and numbers mm. and connecting the two. So obviously that was a whole chakra system. And and I'm just and I know you're gonna laugh, I distinctly remember flying as a child I don't know whether it was in dream state but I distinctly remember and I remember talking to a friend of um, mine about it and she was saying that I used to say to her oh I was out of my body again last mm-hmm. night I used to mm-hmm. say things like that yeah. so there was obviously you know like we can a lot of us in the you know in these you know who are very um awakened and and really um on our spiritual journey probably have memories of these sorts of things as children but probably not questioning that Mm. so kind of fast forwarding a little bit I you know, I kind of battled and struggled my way through um, childhood, as we all do. And as empaths, obviously, we all know how, um, you know, what a struggle it can really be. And I kind of went as an early adult, I um, trained to be a teacher. So I was teaching French and, and Spanish to teenage boys. It's very tricky. And uh, I don't know about where you are, but the schools, the, the, um, there's a lot of children lot with a lot of high anxiety school refuse a lot of that sort of thing going on so I gradually became interested in helping these children so I was very interested in counseling and and again that's another clue to me being a light worker and empath as well is that you know you just kind of want to fix people don't you when you you feel their pain and their struggle and obviously it's a very high stressful environment um in schools so I approached the head at the time and I said look I'm I've I'd started doing yoga, getting a bit interested in meditation, but I'd also trained as a transference healer, which is a modality where we're taught to run energy in a particular way. And um, this is what weaves into all of the, all of my work that I do. I run this energy on clients, on, on people in my membership. And so that, that was another string to my bow that I could then take to the head and say, look, I, I can help these children. I can run energy on them. Mm. And we some children at school refusing in and I started getting interested in little tools and techniques to help them in the moment because it's all well and good isn't it doing your meditation or whatever in the in the you know the beginning of the day but then what do you do for the rest of the time when you're really struggling so I started to develop these tools and techniques but at the same time I was super stressed so I, I really started feeling it on the physical and um, just kind of overnight uh, one day I just made the decision to to leave I just I, I kind of had a mini breakdown and, and I just kind of gave him my notice that week mm-hmm. I had no job no career prospects because I just knew I couldn't be in schools I thought I would always work with children but obviously that was not meant to be in that capacity and you know you just kind of I just cried I remember crying for about a week and saying to my husband I don't know who I am and you know my whole sense of identity was wrapped up in being a teacher and then slowly things started to resolve and and 
I um, got the idea to set up some women's circles. And so I had women coming to my living room every week and we'd talk about the lunar cycles because I'd started to, to be interested in all of that. And I could feel a pull towards that. And then COVID hit and it kind of drove me online, which was really the best thing that for me, you know, because I wanted to, to have more of an impact. And, mm. and that's, that's really my story in a nutshell. Oh. But yeah. Wow. I have so many questions moving forward. Mm. Um, so, okay. I want to transference healing. Yeah. So is that like Reiki? Well, is when I dis, when to a lot of people who are kind of not, I don't want to say non-spiritual, but but people who dabble in things mm. like crystal healing, mm. things like that. I often use the transference healing, um, the, the Reiki kind of um, example to help okay. them understand because you are effectively you have someone who's in the room with you, or you work with them etherically, so they don't don't have to be in the room, they don't have to be anywhere near you, in fact, right. um, and you are running energy like you would with Reiki, but. With transference healing, you use light body techniques. It's um, also very deep alchemical um, modality. So you're creating deep, deep changes within the consciousness body, physical and spiritual bodies. Um, you also delve into past ascended masters. Um, when I run the energy, I always see vision. So I see past life aspects of the person as wow. well. Yeah. So I can feed back on that. So it's there's a lot that that goes mm. into it. We work with um, light frequencies and um, color frequencies, tones and crystal technology. Mm. That a lot goes into it. That's but, right. Yeah, and you're trained in this, right? Like that, yeah. and and you, it says you attended mystery school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I know. That? It's a bit of, Harry Potterish, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, what's really unique about this modality, I think, is that the master, the person who founded it and channeled it through, is actually still alive. So she's over in Australia, and um, she sets up these trainings where we go all over the world on major grid points all over. Like I've been to Sedona, and um, mm-hmm. I can't think where else I've been. Ireland, you know, all over the UK, and anyway, um, it's we- not Rebecca Campbell, is it? No, but Rebecca sounds like she's in Glastonbury, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, and she does this kind of. I think she's opening actually a mystery school, which is kind of funny. But this sounds like her. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. The, the idea of it is it's ancient teaching. Right. Basically, right. I feel people get to a level in their spiritual understanding and their consciousness, and then you start having these downloads. Obviously, where Rebecca is, you can tell by her energy, and my teacher Alexis mm. Cartwright, um, and they get. I, I just, I feel they get to a, a point where they're just, you know, they're constantly channeling, and then they, mm. you know, that they're re rediscovering ancient ways of being ancient healings and procedures and you know all the all of these things prayers and they channel them through and then that's what makes a difference between a mystery school mm. and then training in a modality so mm. it's like a level if you were it's like okay. you know yeah okay <laughs> I honestly feel like I'm over my head in like a oh. lot of these areas like <laughs> Like I'm, I totally believe in all of this stuff. Like none of that, that's not the question. It's just like, it just feels like there's so much that I don't know, which is actually really, it's a really great place to be, honestly, because it's just much more juiciness to inhale. Um, okay. So I want to get into the the fun stuff. So yeah. in relation, cause you know, I do understand, um, a bit of human design and mm-hmm. I've played with my own astrology a little bit. So I know like my sun sign and my rising sign and my moon sign and things like that. Um, but how does moonology cosmology, um, and flow with natural cycles? So these are all buzzwords that I've taken from your website and your Instagram. Oh. And I'm trying to understand the difference between these, um, and how to use them. Oh, you've really done your homework. It's really nice. So thank you. Um, So the way I understand it, because I'm not an expert, you know, a complete expert in in all of them to to a great degree. But I just I I kind of take what, what I love from all of them. I don't really go into astrology. But for me, moonology and cosmology are my I'm obsessed with with cosmology, basically. So the difference for me is that moonology, as far as I'm concerned, 
is flowing and living and aligning with the moon phases. Because if you think about it, the moon is a constant in our lives. She, you know, she's always there. We're impacted by her, whether we're conscious of that or not. And when you look at literature and, you know, you, you always hear these things like lunatic and in literature, there's always been a bit of a, a fascination with the moon. And, you know, we, we know that this has been recorded that in um, hospitals, in accident and emergency rooms, they have a heightened number of accidents, crime rates, all of these things um, over the full moon period because it is a period of heightened energy. So the veils are thin, which means that you're, you know, you're going to get downloads from spirits. Um, you're going to get messages. You, you know, your physical doing active energy is a lot more heightened at these times. A lot of people don't sleep over these times. Mm. Um, it's very spiritual time, if you like, and also the new moon phase. So uh, basically by moonology, I, re- I live by those phases. So I kind of like to organize my work around that a little bit, because obviously like you, we work for ourselves. So, you know, over the full moon, I know that maybe I'm not going to sleep so much, but I'm going to be more creative and inspired. So I start my projects and I try and get the lion's share of my work done around those periods. Whereas at the new moon, um, you know, in the dark moon, the period before the new moon, I'm inwards, I I feel a bit anxious often, Um, you know, I'm kind of focusing on things that are not right, don't feel right for me. And it's a really good time to kind of get clear, get clarity, um, start to work on letting go of things and start to set your intent for newness. So in terms of manifestation, they work beautifully Mm. because set your goals, your desires, you focus on that on the new moon. And then come the full moon, you're reflecting, seeing what you've achieved, you know, bringing new projects and passion or, or getting, you know, inspiration. So you can see how you can really start to live like that. I mean, it's a whole topic in itself, but, um, you know, in terms of socializing, you would probably be more inclined to socialize in the full moon, kind of more feminine energy because you're, you're busy, you, you know, it's your really fertile time in the new moon, uh, sorry, dark moon, new moon phase. I really, I feel really inwards. Um, I don't, you know, I have, there's the least amount of light. I don't have a lot of energy. Mm. So, you know, you're not as sociable. So these, all these ways that you can bring more flow into your if you start to really align with the moon phases if you were really to get into it you could try and align very aligned 28 day cycle as as ours is so you can you know you could you um there's different ways you can align to the moon and, and actually get your your periods and sync with those phases so it becomes really, really powerful. So this is what the ancients did. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fascinating. I could really get woo-woo with it, but um, but but yeah, for me, that for me, that's moonology. That that's right. that's me living in alignment with the moon. Okay. So, and then cosmology, how does that differ? So for me, cosmology, and, and again, there's a difference with astrology, is it's all the activations that go on celestial celestial. So in the in the um, cos, cosmos, okay. So you've probably heard of Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Yeah. yeah. So obviously you've got your planets, your main planets, which retrograde um, cyclically. So they all go, they all retrograde at different times and in different ways. Um, but retrograde for me basically means a kind of the slight slowing down in a different trajectory. So they're kind of off course a little bit, but that retrograde impacts on us differently. Each planet has different properties, which will impact and have an effect on us differently. So for example, let's take the Mercury retrograde. The reason everyone hears of that is because it retrogrades for three to four times a year. So um, it's a really common one. And we know that it's the ruler of communication and connection. So we know at that time that it, and, and, you know, we always see it as a negative thing, but it's not. In fact, what it's doing is it's supporting us and pushing us in our growth. So when when this planet Mercury retrogrades, for example, we feel 
push to have conversations that maybe we've avoided having. So this is why things can get a little bit, you know, a little bit wobbly around these times. Um, You may get old relationships that suddenly or old friendships that suddenly appear because it's a new chance to kind of reconnect in different ways. Um, Often people sort of say, oh, my connectivity, no, my internet connectivity went really awry. And again, it's just the connection, you know, or things like the toaster breaks down or the car breaks down. And what's happening is it's a chance for overhaul, for upgrades, for newness, okay, but also doing things in a different way. So all of our planets retrograde at different times and they affect us in different ways. So for me, having that wisdom is massive because you can understand why you may be feeling a little bit like you are. Do you see what I mean? And this is what how I help my membership I help them with cos- cosmic dates saying okay well this is coming up this is coming up you know new moon you're going to feel a bit anxious or you know whatever and we can see these key dates and we can go okay that's okay you know you because sometimes we would think we were losing the plot with all of this energy coming down um you know a lot of things are going on and we don't always understand why they just things suddenly seem to happen out of the blue and a lot of times we can equate it with what's going on in the cosmos Hmm, amazing so so to differ from astrology astrology uses constellations is that right is that what makes it but but cosmology is like planets yeah so for me again for me because as I said I'm not a massive expert in astrology um so the way I understand astrology and I kind of tap into it a little bit because the moon moves right right every few days right so that again is having an effect on us there's so much that's going on (laughs) there really is um but with astrology the way i understand it is that when we're born these planets are aligned in particular constellations at the time of our birth so those planetary influences will have a deep deep impact in the way we place ourselves in the world the way our relationships run the way we choose jobs and you know our our sole purpose and it has a huge impact on all of that so just by taking your astrological readings already tell a huge amount about a person you know what they challenge what 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 are their biggest challenges and and for me that's the difference cosmology is very much what's happening now and how that's influencing us yeah okay Okay. you see the difference and moonology is the phases of the moon Moon. right gotcha so in your opinion then because i find that this is this can be an interesting topic particularly in the the realm of spirituality and manifestation you know, are we bound by these things? Like, is it like, nope, you are going to feel anxious at the new moon. Like, it's like, you know, you, you see a lot of teachers, you know, they project their, um, I'm going to use the word projections, you know, they like, they, they have their projections for the month or the week or the year or whatever it is. And then sometimes people can use that as excuses or whatever. So I want to know what your take is on that. Like, yes, they influence us, but are we bound by them? That's such a good question. For me, I've always used it as confirming what I feel um, and explaining what I feel. And I use it in a way that, okay, I'm having a bit of, can I swear? I don't know whether I can swear. Yeah, you can. Oh yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Shitty day. There we go. And I'm like, oh God, I'm like, you know, and I'm have this kind of like, okay, what's going on? And then I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That's what's mm, going on. Mm. I don't use it. I see what you mean. You could become very dependent and you could say to yourself, okay, well, this is going on. So it's going to be a shit show, but it depends how you use it. Obviously, I you, you know, if I use it like that, I flow better for me, explains more. It, to me, it's deepened my connection with the universe. It's deepened my ability to sense energy because it obviously can, it often can confirms what I'm sensing. Mm-hmm. I start my day by just sitting down, stilling, and then just tuning into the energy. I don't often know, unless I've looked at the calendar, which I don't first thing, right. I don't often know what's going on unless it's like a big sort of eclipse season or something. Um, and I just tune in and then afterwards I'll check or like during the day I'll check. I'm like, oh, okay. And that information as well that um, I have on my calendar, I share mm-hmm. with the community and you know I just feel it helps it helps me um 
Yeah. How, how has it helped you specifically? I know you talked about it a little bit, but I want... The reason I ask is because there might be someone listening that wants to know if this is something that's really going to help them. Um, and you can speak in specifics if you like with moonology or whatever it is. Like, What is it for you that has has changed the way you tap in or the way you see the world? It's, to me, it's the bigger... I think the biggest thing for me has been the experience expansiveness and the bigger picture you know before I was someone who was very um just kind of day to day very overwhelmed emotionally because of my empathic nature and someone who was actually frightened of my feelings because Mm. I just felt so much and I was in it was I was I am hypersensitive by nature but because of this because of the way that I live my life now you know I have this kind of expanded bigger picture in mind I know that a lot of what I'm feeling is energetic I know that everybody else is feeling that as well but they may not be feeling that on a conscious level because mm. a lot of my friends are just not woo with they're not I don't right. even go there with a lot of them because they were just like what? yeah um, is bless him, but my kids are because I talk about this all the time because right. I love it. Um, but I, you kind of just get to understand that human nature. You understand why, you know, that people are going for their dark nights of the soul. You, mm. you, you become a lot more skilled as a coach to say, well, look, at the minute we've got the eclipse season, it's chaotic energy. A lot of things are going to be rising right. for you. Right. You, See what I mean? You just live differently, and right. I love it. I just love it, and it and it aligns me to, to, to universal forces rather than up and out of it. Um, because you understand that everything that happens is divinely orchestrated. There's always something to learn from whatever happens, whether it's yeah. a health crisis or a relationship breakdown. Always, yeah. Yeah. Um, you cut out for a second there. So there's like some of it that I missed, but um, I think that you said um, you're aligning with universal energy versus, and then it kind of cut out for a second. So can you elaborate on that for a quick sec? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, so I feel like I'm aligning to, to universal forces rather than, um, you know, what what's going on right in front of me. So, you know, just say something's kicking off at home or whatever. I, I, I can, it just takes me out of myself and above that. So I don't get involved with with the you know the whatever's going on like the the drama the chaos, and I know that there's always um, a learning behind that. I know that whatever is going on, you know, this has taught me that that whatever is going on is going on for a reason. That at some point, you know, some of that I will have co-created for myself because there was a learning in that, and that that really helps me to see that on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it's done for me. Very. Yeah. Ex- very expansive. I feel a lot more expansive than I ever was before. Yeah. And I, I totally get that. It just feels like, like you said, it's bigger than you and it's not, you know, you don't have to keep your head down in the chaos. You can like look up and trust that there's more going on than meets the eye. Like that, that to me brings me peace as well. Like it's not just what we see that's going on. There's so much more. Um, I was going to ask you about, uh, you know, hand in hand with light worker, but also empaths. So is that something that you see goes hand in hand often? Or is that like what you are or just your specific niche and who you want to talk to? I'm just curious about that. Like if you find that a lot of light workers that you come across are actually empaths. And so you want to be able to support them specifically. I'm just curious about that. It's such a, a niche in the market. So I'm curious. Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. And not one that I get asked that often, but it's, um, I kind of start, it's funny. I see, you know how you start your journey, don't you? you know, when you set up a business or you, you know, you have a, a project of passion and you start on one course and it just doesn't end up back like that. Yeah. You know, yes, that, that, really, do. that was my journey. And it was, I always saw children, okay, no, it's not children. And then I thought empaths, that was my next thing. I thought I was going to work with empaths and because I I totally get that struggle. But 
but but for me, what I've understood is that um, empaths and highly sensitive people have gifts. I mean, we all have gifts, don't we? But, mm, yeah. you know, we have specific gifts in terms of reading energy, sensing energy in a room, right. sensing other people's energies and, you know, the energy in words, you know, what we say, our actions, our intent, you know, become highly skilled with that. And my journey in that is that, for me, I went from empath to, to kind of stepping into light work because I was starting to use my gifts to be of service. And I, for me, that's the difference for me. Right. right. So all the, all of the light workers that I've come across are empaths basically. Mm. And I don't feel, I don't feel that light workers need to be working on the spiritual in- industry. I in fact feel they should be everywhere. Right. Because these are the people, you know, and you see them and they probably wouldn't even consider themselves to be spiritual, right. but they are just light. They're not dense. They have more of a positive outlook and you can just sense that in their energy. Um, you know, and you see them all, all over the place. You love to be with them. You know, you're kind of drawn to their light like a moth right. flame. And I would say they're consciously or unconsciously working their light. And, and this light ripples out and impacts. And it's that kind of feel good factor that you get. Obviously, you've got certain gifts that come with light work, like light language or, you know, um, uh, I don't know, rituals, ceremony, cleansing the energy in a room, you know, intuition, psyche, all of these things. A lot of light workers do um, dark work. I don't feel that that's necessary. So, um, and, and the biggest, I would say the biggest role, it's like we kind of feel we need, we're, we're a service. I've always felt that always felt that that I want to help people but I think I I just didn't understand in in what way and what capacity before but for me that you know one of the fundamental roles as it were aspects of light work is to be able to hold that space for others to be able to hold that high frequency space for yourself and for others and what I mean by that is kind of what I touched on earlier is you know whether this shit's kind of like hit the fat or whatever it's about you remaining you know just just being that beacon of light just Mm. it's the self-mastery in the moment isn't it even if you're having a wobble it's being able to come back to that point of balance and stillness within yourself yeah you're not engaging you know and for me I work on that a lot um you know so that I can just hold my light for others and and just be of service in that way right yeah wow that's so true because you're right it is when anytime you find anyone in this space I guess maybe I haven't put two and two together up until this point but it is people that are sensitive to energy because they believe it exists and they want to manipulate it and you know, like you said, like you, you, it's empaths that you bump into. And there's a lot of empaths on this planet, you know, even someone who might be listening, who is, you know, just starting to like get curious about this stuff, but you're sensitive to energy. And it, it may be something that has been kind of held against you in the past. Like, oh, you're so sensitive or you're so emotional or whatever. And instead of using that as like a, a hindrance, it's actually a superpower, right? And so helping people understand how powerful they truly are. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure you've heard of that phrase, and I used to hear it a lot. An empath is something like an empath is a is it a curse or is it a gift? And obviously, you see, this is the thing when when we're on that spiritual path, and it's not meant to be easy. If it was easy, we would we wouldn't even need to be on this planet, right? right? Yeah, we'd be enlightened and would be the Dalai Lama or whatever. We're not. No, it's just not meant to be. It's how we grow, um, you know, through these struggles. And when we, when, you know, when we're on this path of empowerment to really anchor through the gifts that we all have, you know, we have to work through those challenges. We can't, you know, we don't just, I mean, some people, I I feel we're born, you know, maybe some of us have been through many, many past lives and and have done a lot of clearing and come at it. Not, I don't want to say at a level but a, a state of enlightenment say so mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. many of us like me had a lot of shit to clear and still will continue to do that without right. a doubt right um 
but it's you know it's but in order to have these gifts and use these gifts and really be of service through our light we have to learn to to accept all parts of that the challenges yeah you know and and the gift and the light is yeah. it's it goes together. It's like hand in hand. It's like yeah. duality, isn't it? Yeah. And the more aware you are with the tools that we have access to, the easier it is to navigate that conflict. Because if if you're going in unarmed, <laughs> life could be real confusing. Um, but if, if you're going in with a lot more support, like you're saying from lunar cycles and other things, and you know, even your women's circles and support groups, like you're going to be able to handle that stuff in my belief with a much more ease and not that it's not hard. It's always hard, but you can get through it. I think with support. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hi you. Yes. You, we heard you. Did you just talk to your phone while listening to this episode? Yeah. We hear that a lot. So we've decided to do something about it. You are formally invited to join the official OMJ community, a place where you can meet up with other OMJ listeners to talk about the latest episode, celebrate what you are manifesting, ask questions, and engage with other woo-woo enthusiasts. Mickey and I realize we have each other to bounce all these juicy ideas about the universe, vibration, law of attraction, aha moments, and so much more, which adds to our increasing momentum. And we want that for you too. Apply to the private group on Facebook today by answering a few short questions and surround yourself with like-minded individuals who want to manifest their dream lives too. In this free group, you will also get first access to our private events, including our monthly online container called OMJ Engagements. Here we will host group coaching calls, guest speaker events, and whatever we feel inspired to support you with that month. We are ready to take our relationship to the next level. Come join us and our listeners in the amazing OMJ community. We can't wait to see you in there. And now back to the show. Um, in your last, I believe it was your latest podcast episode. So you just started a podcast, correct? Yeah. Just That's recently. so exciting. Um, congrats. Welcome to the podcasting world. Um, so you were doing um, kind of a a cosmology report for July. Um, So at the time we're recording this in July, uh, but this episode won't air until August. So I'm wondering, do you know anything about what's going on to sort of forecast August or even the rest of the year in terms of cosmology? I'm I'm throwing you completely on the spot with no, no, (laughs) no preparation. Sorry. No, that's absolutely fine. I like that. Um, So generally, overarching all of this, I mean, I know I talk month by month usually because I I kind of gather my information from all over the place. So I do usually lunar cycle to lunar cycle. Um, But overarching, over the last few years, we've been moving into the age of Aquarius, what we call the golden age. You've probably heard about of that. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's like a thousand year plus cycle, isn't it? Of of we were in the Piscean age in all of the whole of our lifetime up till now, we've been in Piscean age. And now we are moving into the Aquarian age. Okay. So that's been happening for the last few years. And, and like I said, it's a huge cycle. So we don't just step into it from one day to the next. It takes you know, it's probably going to take a good few years or probably longer to really anchor in these new energies. So the Aquarian energy. So this is a current, you know, a constant theme overarching everything. Mm. Aquarian, very out there. You know, these are the people that have a lot of Aquarian energy are I mean, oh my God, they're, they're unique thinkers. They, you know, they they think about out, out of the box. There, there is no box. They're global thinkers. They're very humanitarian. So mm. this is a constant theme at the moment. You know, you're starting to see, you know, breakdowns of institutions, governments, aren't we? We're starting to see all right. sorts of stuff right. playing out on a global level and national level you know every country's got had they had lots of things going on um obviously we've had viruses you know with yeah. weird weather climatic conditions yeah. i will put it all down to this kind of unprecedented amount of cosmic energy you know it's like we're in a wobble at the minute because we're trying to anchor in this new cycle and that we're doing this at the minute this is why loads of things are kind of kicking off and even on a personal level you probably notice a lot of people having health crises relationship breakdowns you know yeah. changes 
career, lots of unexpected things. And I, uh, you know, a lot of people like me believe um, that it is to do with this new age that we're coming into. Okay. So there's that going on. And then obviously every year we have seasonal changes. So we've got the equinox coming up, um, kind of autumn time. So that's a halfway point between the um, solstices. So again, that's a big change and new newness coming in for us. Um, and then in December, well, depending on where you are in the world, in the Northern Hemisphere, we will go into our winter solstice. So that's another big key energetic date where, um, you know, if you're aligned with that and you're paying attention to that and you're harnessing that energy, mm. it's really good again for manifestation, you know, reflecting, you know, end of year, end of a cycle again, you know, what, what newness you'd like to bring in. If you think about it, we go, we have cycles within cycles, lunar cycles, Mm. solar cycles, seasonal cycles, you know, do you Mm. see what, and it's always opportunity, opportunities for newness. It's that kind of death rebirth. So again, it ties in with that manifestation beautifully. Mm. So yeah, there's some of the key dates, but you know, we, I mean, when I think that, and I, I just, I laugh with every time I'm on live with my members or the community or whatever, um, I'm always saying, oh, it's relentless, you know, we've got another power day and there's just been so much stuff going on. It's been unbelievable yeah. cosmologically and we're feeling it. Yeah. We're really feeling it and people I, are struggling. Yeah. I've, I've heard this year described, I don't know if it's astrology terms or Chinese New Year or whatever, but it's the year of the tiger. And it's just supposed to be chaos. <laughs> and so I remember I remember hearing that in January and I'm like, are you kidding me? Because <laughs> we haven't been through enough in 2020 oh and 2021. God. Let's add another year of chaos. It's yeah. like two, three, probably, I don't know, the last four or five years, I yeah. think. And, and do you get that feeling that time speeded up? I feel like. I mean, everyone says, oh, it's because you're getting older. But even my kids, my teenage kids are saying that I never used to say that when I was a kid. Right. Time is going by really quickly. And I feel it's energetic. Yeah. I mean, it's so much chaos, like you say. Yeah, it's fascinating. But it's, it's, this is the thing. It's, it's challenging. But again, it's that duality, challenging but it's mo- they reckon it's the most exciting time for humanity yeah. Yeah. because we are moving and shifting so rapidly. Mm-hmm. So if you are on it and you are doing your manifestation, but conversely, if you're really stuck and you're not letting go, you're going to really struggle. And that's right. the thing. Right. Right. You need to, well, adopt as many, in my opinion, as many tools and strategies as you can that help you shift and move through these. Um, speaking of which, um, you did say that you have a moon ritual to help manifest. Do you want to share with us what that might be for people to see if that can help them? Yeah, sure. Because I know you guys are really big on manifesting. Is that, yes. is that right? Yeah. So yes. I'll tie it in because it okay. is a lovely thing to do. So, so you, so with the moon, you have, I believe, eight phases of the moon. Okay. That's what, what I think is right. But I only focus on four and because of the energy around those. Okay. So we, we're going to talk about the dark moon, the new moon, the full moon and the waning moon. Okay. And to help you understand it, because I, I don't understand things very easily, but this is how I understand it. We're going to liken them to the seasons, the earth seasons. Okay. So the dark moon is the phase just before the new moon where there's, you know, there's hardly any moonlight. You can't see any moon really, can you, in that phase, just three, four days. That's, we're going to call that the winter phase when we have the least amount of light. And like I said, we want to be indoors. It's a very inward energy at that point. Like I said, I have a lot of I, I often get a lot of insecurity rising at that point because I'm kind of thinking about things that are not right. And I know it, they're coming up so I can look at them to release. Okay. So that's, I mean, obviously for manifesting, you, we know we need to let go of things to bring in the new. Right. Then we move into the new moon, you know, just the slither of that moon. Okay. And it's a really, really powerful phase in terms of the lunar cycle. So at this point, for those three days, four days around that time, you know, you can journaling is really Mm -hmm. good to be doing Mm -hmm. that. So get your journal out if that's something you like doing. 
I always recommend every day rather than one hour or two hours a week. For me, doing this work every day has been a game changer. Even if it's just 10 minutes, you know, just try and carve out times that you can just really ask yourself those poignant questions. You know, what's going on? You know, what 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 feels like it's not working? What do I need to let go of? You know, and then what newness do I want to bring in? You know, just think about all the things mm-hmm. or maybe one thing that you want to bring in, uh, you know, something new for this lunar cycle, something you want mm-hmm. to focus on and over that moon phase remembering that your intent has an energy you know why not breathe more life and purpose into that write it down on a on a this is what I do not all the time but I'll, I'll write it down on a post-it you know like the little sticky yep. papers yeah and I write down my intent or my goal or purpose or whatever it is and pop it in the fire mm. or light a candle and burn it or some I know some people who would bury it in the gardens to watch it grow or fold it up you know have a candle and some crystals like some manifesting crystals like I don't know citrine or garnet or you know and just you know and every day light the candle and and, you know and just bring in that intent every single day Mm -hmm. it's really powerful you know it's just I love ritual. I find it really powerful, really beautiful. It, it, it reminds me of those ancient practices that you, you know, the kind of goddessy things that you see and read about it kind of brings me into that. And I feel like I'm reclaiming my witch, my inner witch. But, um, you know, you can do stuff like that. Tell people about it, you know, all of those things. They're really simple. Um, you know, around the times of the new moon, it's really good to get your crystals out if you're a crystal lover. You know, again, that will connect you into the moon. It will connect you into that little ceremony maybe make a little grid with petals and flowers and crystals and then put your little bit of paper in the middle you know it's just different ways of doing that and then the next key phase is the full moon Mm -hmm. so this is where you're reflecting so you know you're you're thinking about your intent for this lunar cycle you're going back to it you're reflecting you know how do I feel about this have I achieved this what do I need to let go of you know so that I can move forwards again and um the full so sorry the new moon is the spring phase the new beginnings full moon is summer so you you know you've got a lot of creativity it's a good time to reflect as well on what it is you've managed to bring in Mm -hmm. and maybe get some more inspiration on things you might need to change and then we move it into the waning um phase where the moon starts to to kind of um grow smaller again I guess is the best way to say that you know the light's going again and um you know it's the shedding phase so you're looking at releasing so Mm. the full moon is reflection starting to release and then moving into the waning phase a few days later where you're working on letting go and releasing so again you can have some sort of ceremony or ritual where you know again you're writing down what it is you want to let go of Mm. and I feel that actually of putting something in the fire Mm. I feel like it's really symbolic you know you're burning it you're letting go and you know a a lot of the way that I work is through visualization and intent because I find it I find that really powerful yeah so So I guess um, you know a question moving forward there is how do you know what the moon's doing do you just google it do you have an app like what do you do well, just, yeah, I mean, obviously connecting, you know, you look at it, don't we? We look at it, but um, I suppose I'm used to looking at it now. I sleep with my <laughs> curtains open. I mean, obviously she's always there, so she's always impacting on us. But again, it's that intention thing, isn't it, of opening the curtains, you're mm. welcoming, welcoming her in, so you're more receptive. I notice her at night because my curtains are open. Right. Um, but yeah, moon app, you can get free moon apps. They're brilliant. Um, I yeah. think I've just got one called the Moon Phase app. There's loads of them. Yeah. Um, you can just download on your phone. And it's a really fun way. You can you can get moon diaries. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. That's like a journal, but with the yeah. moon phases. We've we've got beautiful. There's a lovely woman in the UK that does. What I love watercolors, and she's got like a big calendar with a big watercolor moon on it with all the zodiac signs and really good times to plant flowers mm-hmm. and you know all of that information on it. But there's loads of fun ways just to connect in with them more and align with her. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask you for um, some resources and we can put them in the show notes of this episode so people can look into what works for them. If it's some apps or calendars or journals or whatever, whatever that you'd recommend, I'm sure people will, will look into. Um, <clears throat> I only have a couple more questions for you yeah. with your, you're still good sort of energetically. <clears throat> um, what is the most common problem that you see with your clients um, that's holding them back? Because I know there must be people listening to this that, you know, maybe they do want to step into their light or their calling or whatever it is that's beckoning them. Um, But something's holding them back, right? Mm -hmm. They're like closet listeners to the show or whatever it is. (laughs) Because we have a lot of those like beginner (laughs) manifestors, right? Um, We have lots of seasoned seasoned vets for sure, but there's lots of beginners too. So what would you say to someone, um, you know, before they're stepping into what's the most common problem that you see? No, I love that. So obviously a lot of it is, there's probably two things, is the empathic thing. A lot of people find it very difficult to energy manage, Mm. but you know, they don't know how to protect their energy, um, unload the onboarding too much, um, surrogating. So, you know, that they're, they're feeling overly responsible for people and all of that drains and depletes their energy. So Mm. that's, that's one level where, you know, because, you know, when you ask questions for people coming into the community, that all of them were to do with energy protection and energy management. Okay. Um, so that's the first thing. And then the next, I would say the, the other big thing for, it's more for the light workers who are probably working more in this way or are of service in some way with the light gifts. What it's self doubt. And probably you see that as well with your clients. It's like when they start to run, because I, I teach a lot of my clients and members how to run energy channel and run energy. We, we work with a lot of light tools and things like that. So the biggest thing, and I had that as well, when I first started was, is this running? Am I doing this right? Yeah. You know, is my client feeling? And you're just so in your own way. Yeah. You are your own biggest block. And I know yeah. we kind of know that, but I, I mean, I even know other, of other people that have, that have trained in the same modality and they still, still doubt themselves yeah. with that. It's a massive it's a massive deal. Um, you know, we, we really do get in our own way. I would say that that's the other biggest block as well. And it's so limiting, isn't it? Yeah. And that little voice in our head goes off. So what's your remedy for protecting your energy slash setting boundaries and, or, um, ignoring your self-doubt? Yeah. So, so I have, you know, I work, like I said, I work with a lot of light tools. I do white lighting or purple flame, violet flame procedure, which is the St. Germain procedure. You may, maybe your listeners have come across that. It's just, I've never heard of that before. Oh, do you want me to, I don't know whether you can see me. You is just audio recording. It's just audio, but I'm, I don't know. We can describe it, I suppose. Can I describe it? Shall I have a go? Yeah. Um, so so basically, again, please don't get in your way with it. Just trust, do it. Don't overthink it. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So you're using both hands. And as soon as I'm saying this, I can feel a tingling and a warmth. Mm-hmm. So a lot of you will feel that already. So you bring your hands in front of you and you palms imagine. Up. Yeah, palms up. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, you- that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to describe what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so you, you imagine that you've got something like a big amethyst cluster. I'm sure you all know that, that beautiful, deep purple color crystal. Yeah. Okay. Or just something purple. It, it doesn't have to be amethyst. You don't have to physically have it. Just imagine it. Remember, we use visualize, visualization and intent. And you bring your arms down to below your feet and you scoop up the flames, the purple flames that you see coming from that crystal so you probably want to close your eyes and just still your mind as you do this and you bring your arms you'll probably see my hands in a minute I'm coming slowly up the body about probably three inches away from the body just you know and again don't there's no right or wrong don't get heady about it just do whatever feels right for you and then you're coming out into the auric field which is the space around you and back into your heart. So effectively, you're bringing these purple flames from under your body, up the body to above your head, and out into the space around you. And then I like like to bring them back into the heart. 
Now, purple flame, the purple ray is very, um, it's really powerful. It helps you to transmute negativity mm. and transcend. This in turn will help you transcend, move beyond, you know, what's going on for you. And it's quite specific. It's all about when you feel vulnerable, mm. exposed, you know, when you need protection, it's a brilliant one. And when you're pulling up a lot of fear, you know, when you, it's like those feelings, like say if you've heard something said in the media or you've heard someone talking about you, you're getting, you know, it's all energetic, isn't it? Yeah. It's vulnerable and fearful and brilliant for that. And the more you do it, the more powerful you will, you will become at it skilled, but trust. I know I can't give you trust, but trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely do this. You will have had past lives where you would have been doing this sort of thing. You're right. just reconnecting to it. Right. That's cool. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. You're tapping back in. So that ritual, so putting your hands, you know, a little bit off of your body, starting at your feet, going up and over your head and around, how long would you recommend someone do that for? Oh. Well, again, it's personal, you know, it's probably do it, maybe slow down with it, maybe sort of stay up to a minute. But again, it's, you know, if you're feeling really fearful, you're probably going to have to do it a few times, Mm -hmm. you know, make it your own, own it. Right, right. Just, Just feel it. The main thing is to feel it, trust that it's working for you and set your intent that you're going to transmute the fear that's rising. Love that. Yeah. That's really great. And actually it was going to be um, kind of my last question for you. Maybe my second last, I don't know. Um, Which is, you know, if someone's new to all of this, right? This is the first time they're hearing about any of it. um, What would you suggest as one small step that they could take today that like helps them to explore this world of even moonology or cosmology or, you know, tapping into these natural cycles, like what's something that's tangible, that's not overwhelming, but that can like, you know, be the gateway to learning more about all of this and um, giving them a bit more empowerment in this realm. Well, I would think about those four main phases and obviously your, your listeners are very interested in manifestation. So I would probably start by downloading the moon app and just paying attention to when the new moon and the full moon are. Okay. So it's about two weeks in between. And on the new moon, just with a journal, just simply write down your purpose for that lunar cycle, right. your, your goal, your aim right. and at the new, at the full moon, sorry, just take a moment to reflect on it and right. see how far you've got with it and maybe think about what changes you could bring in. Just something as simple as that will mm. already get you into that, that, that way of thinking and being. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really, really fascinating. Um, just in terms of using something that's so natural and so cyclical um, for us to tap into. And really what it does is gets you into that energy of presence and awareness, which is a very, very powerful vibration, right? And something so beautiful too. I don't know. I always get mesmerized by the moon. I feel like it's like a moth or something, right? Like you're just... (laughs) It's easy to stare up at the moon and it's been associated with so many things like you said in terms of like, you know, lunatic and those like kind of negative connotations, but it's also very romantic, right? And very like kind of mesmerizing. And so using that as a tool to help us manifest our dreams and desires is a really beautiful thing. Just another thing to be present and meditative with, if that makes sense. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that or want to agree with that in any way or disagree I don't know <laughs> beautiful way it, it, it is it's such a special time and it, and it is captivating she is captivating isn't she without yeah. a doubt you know we have these super moons where she appears really bright and bold and there is something magical for sure and the stars and and yeah. I just like you I just think it takes us out of ourselves doesn't it right. you realize there's something so much bigger and the forces that are right. play right. in our lives um you know you just become so much more aware of them so yeah, yeah. totally today totally agree i love it what a beautiful note to end on um so i want to give you you know the floor if there's any final thoughts that you have um and i also want you to um tell us where to find you and the different things that you offer and all of that but if you want to start with some final thoughts you know anything that you want to sort of wrap up with or something that maybe you didn't get to mention uh we're all yours um, no, yeah, thank you. I'm just trying to think of something actually. Nothing's <laughs> mine. That's okay um, if it if it doesn't, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I feel like we 
was really, we really, yeah, I feel like we ended on a really beautiful note there. But yeah, just, you know, just keep shining your light, um, you know, and just trust in yourself. A lot, of, you know, we have all the answers within, don't we? I always mm. feel that we have all the answers. Mm. And it's about, reconnecting to that and you know creating space and time for ourselves to to go within and get that wisdom because it's a beautiful wisdom and it's perfect for you and just having that knowledge and trusting in yourself trusting in what comes through for you is a really powerful way of living and being Mm, I love that like listening to that inner voice right like with so much practice listening to your intuition and that I think being presence and being in that awe space and awareness will help with, with strengthening that relationship with that inner being. Um, I love that so much. Okay. So where can we find you? What types of things do you offer? Um, how, like, just to see if, if someone's listening and thinks, "Mm, I'd like to work with her in some capacity. Like, what do you, what do you offer to them? Thank you. The probably the best place to find me is Instagram because everything's there and it's really easy. So that's Luna Lightworker, all in one word. And I have to always say it's Luna with an R because there is a sex site called Luna Lightworker without the R. <laughs> with the R so I always say that now. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and then the website is lunalightworker.co.uk. Um, so, so what, you know, what I offer is a community. There's an open free community where I do a lot of um, cosmological updates and lives and things like that. So I'd love to see you over there if you feel drawn. Mm-hmm. If you want to step further into your light work, I have my Lunar Lightworker membership, um, which is currently co- closed, but there is a wait list. So you're notified of when that opens again and um i also offer earth um earth alchemy sorry i forgot the name then earth alchemy coaching which is one-to-one or small group coaching which is actually currently opening up um, and that's a regular cycle so it's it's really for for light workers and empaths who really want to step into the light, curate higher vibrational living for themselves and really start to connect to the soul purpose and mastery. So, you know, it's that kind of taping, taking it one step further. Um, that That's what that's all about. But all of that information is on Instagram. Um, so you can find me there. Perfect. I'll link all of that in the show notes as well. So people can have access to it. Um, Zoe Whitehead from Lunar Lightworker, Lunar with an R Lightworker, important distinction. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. I actually learned a whole bunch. Um, Some stuff I I felt like I already knew until you started explaining it. And then I was like, oh man, there's so much I don't know. (laughs) It's like tip of the iceberg stuff, which is really exciting because it just means there's, there's more to learn. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your time and energy with us. I know there's definitely some light bulbs that went off today. Um, and I just want to thank you for what you're doing. I think your lens on on this um, part of spirituality is really important and really needed. Um, and I think that it, it encourages that, that feeling of presence, awareness, setting intention, um, tapping into yourself, your cycle, the earth cycle. I mean, there's nothing wrong with any of this. This is all, this is all good stuff. <laughs> so thank you for being that person that's showing others the way um, and for sharing your gifts and your light with our audience today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us listeners. And as always, we wish you a life filled with joy and abundance and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. If you enjoyed what you heard, this is the point in the podcast where we would probably ask you to share it with a friend, share it on Instagram or write a review. We would also probably ask you to check us out on Instagram at Our Manifestation Journey or our website at OurManifestationJourney.com, but we wouldn't do that. No, we wouldn't do that. No, we're not like that. So, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. What we would love to hear is how your manifestation journey is going. Send us a DM, email, or screenshot an episode and share it if it resonated with you. And remember to tag us. We love hearing about your amazing manifestations. The music for this podcast is provided by the very talented and generous Bonus Points. And our sound engineering is crafted by the incredible William Mitchell. As always, we wish you a life full of joy and abundance. And we will see you next time on our manifestation journey.